This is Power 102 Digital, the Power Breakfast Show podcast series. Breakfast show. Thank you, AV, for our news brief. We got major news again happening at noon. All right. 26 degrees Celsius at both Piakwe International Airport and Crown Point in Tobago. That's 80 degrees Fahrenheit. What's the weather going to be like for today? I'll tell you right now. Generally sunny and hazy with a few partly cloudy spells and showers over a few areas. There's a low 30% chance of odd heavy shower of course this evening will be generally fair with the likelihood of the odd isolated shower there is a moderate concentration of sahara dust in the atmosphere all right i'm not just sahara still has dust all right so that's a quick weather update for you traffic wise it's still heavy east west corridor you got uh you got some traffic from before grandy police station heading valencia stretch you've got it um, going through Arima in some areas in Arima, I've got it. Uh, Piaco, Yui, Valsain, the Port of Spain, Lower Santa Cruz, out of Maraval, still heavy from Mocha, out of Dago, same thing. Eastern Main Road, pretty much Tacarigua, heading straight up towards Mova Junction and extension heading into Port of Spain. Uh, going up Lady Young Road from Mova Junction to look out, you've got it coming down Lady Young Road as well as um, St. Anne. You're going to get traffic uh, before the double bend coming down Lady Young Road, traffic on the eastern side of the Queen, Spark, Savannah as well. Uh, Coover Main Road has got some traffic. Um, Chase Village to the interchange, also busy. Traffic is just here, there and everywhere this morning. All right, San Fernando, you can get away. Usual streets in San Fernando. All are chock-a-block. Highway to bypass. Going through Coquille, Marabella Roundabout. You've got traffic this morning, all right? Wow. Unbelievable. And traffic is such... <laughs> anyway. Good morning to uh, Meb. Good morning to you. Thank you for joining us. All right. Here's a nice track. Um, going back a bit. A few years. A few years, well... Wendell and Paul and Richard, they used to party to this one. I probably wasn't born yet. Here's a little rudder for you. David Rudder. 
And you know this one. Do I need to tell you the name? Bahia Girl. This Brazilian is mine As the music played, Lord She started to sing To the soca beat She put a samba swing Michael Rudder. 
uh, throw you back a little bit. It is now 16 and a half minutes after the hour of 8 o'clock. Thank you so much for joining us on the Paul Breakfast Show on this, the 10th day of January. Mm-hmm. Carnival is creeping up very fast. The year is moving quickly. All right, guys. So we're back. Because Paul Richards, he's in. Richard Ragobar is in. He's in. Ruben is in the mix. Say hello to Ruben. He's a kind of a sensitive guy. My name is Steve Khan. Keep me company until 9 o'clock this morning. I suppose we can take some calls at this point. Um, I suppose. We can open up the lines at 222-TALK, 222-8255. This is your time to get interactive with us mm-hmm. and send in the issue. So 222-TALK, 222-8255. North Americans, 866 866- Five two five ten ninety nine. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking about a six-year-old kid. But did you read, or did you hear about, in Virginia, a six-year-old kid shot, it, uh, shot his teacher? Did you read that? Well, and, well, that was that came out about over the weekend. Yeah, that, yeah. No, but, that, was but, not, that was even Monday. No. That was last week. Shot the teacher with what? A gun. A gun. No, but that was last week. That happened. Well, Wasn't he, it? No, this, I think this happened like Friday or something like that. But just last week was Steve. Yeah, well, oh, did it happen? When did it happen? I'll find out. I think it's last week. I think it's last week. He, yeah. he, he took his mother's gun with one round and um, he shot his kindergarten teacher. And the teacher is being hailed as a hero for rushing the other students out of the classroom. It's not crazy. Yeah. Let me pull it up here. When did it happen? And they say it was an intentional shooting. So did he yeah. the child actually? I suppose with any parameters of how they deal with children in the US, I'm not sure. And I'm not too sure whether um, children under the age of 12 or 8, because uh, beyond a certain age, they don't hold you criminally liable mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're young enough. I'm not too sure what that is in the United States. Yeah. Um, of course, the child is taken into custody at the Rich Neck Elementary School in Newport, Virginia. It happened Friday afternoon. Unbelievable. Uh, good morning, caller. Morning, That's crazy. gentlemen. Morning. Morning. Yeah, it really happened on Friday. Yeah. I have a niece who lives over there, and they were in such a state. I don't know. I I think if I had a child going to school in the U.S., I would have been jumpy every time my phone rings. Yeah, because, I mean, I think they said 2022 was had the highest amount of mass shootings, school shootings, whatever. It is is really crazy. But say what? That's America. They have the right to bear arms in some... And you know what is amazing with that, y'all? Every time there's a mass shooting, because the last shooting before 2022 ended was the one in the, what do you call it, Malls of America, where Christmas Eve, um, five men. First time I ever hear mass shooting with five men. Five fellas shoot up the mall. You know, they come, the better the commissioner, whoever comes and say, oh... We have to we have to examine our gun laws. Mm-hmm. I say really? 
examine your gun laws. Y'all have it in the Constitution, so mm-hmm. say what? Anyway, let's move on. But I had a friend in October mm-hmm. when went to Miami, and they were at the Ross store in uh-huh. Dolphin Mall, and they just heard a bunch of chaos and confusion, uh-huh. and it was an it- active shooter within Dolphin Mall in Miami. Really? And wow. they were in Ross and they, 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 they shoved them, whoever was left in the store, into the storeroom, yeah. which had an exit door to outside, which they did. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is the norm in the United States. So they they have to live with that. I just hope it don't reach here because hmm, these fellas, they shoot in the place. I don't um, know why. We don't have the right to bear arms and look what happens here. Um, You know what? I listened to Wendell is not there this morning. No. Anyway, no, he's, he's not. listening. I want to let him know what he said about um, when they're having the election. I think the local election might be this year. And they come, ask them what they're doing about the fireworks and the scratch bombs thing. <clears throat> I am taking your advice, Wendell. Wendell, I'm not even uh, telling them. Uh, what they're going to do. I will withhold my vote until the government does something about this scratch bomb and this satellite. Would you believe every night down here in Diamond Vale, about 10, 30, 11, somebody sends off one of those scratch bombs? We, like, I tell you, it's like we're living in Ukraine. And, I mean... It's madness. Madness. The, yesterday was the 9th of January. What you, you, you're celebrating? But as an officer told me, there's nothing they can do because the company who brings it in, they have the license, they got the license to bring it in, and people could go and buy it legally. And we cannot, the, he said the police can, and I agree with him. The police can be running every night and to find out who's selling it off. And because they, they have that right. He say until you all pressure the government to ban it, to put legislation in place and regulate it. Like my, I tell you, I have a guest, I have a guest here for Germany and she was shocked. She was in awe. She was here the week before Christmas and here. And she's asking me, you all could send off that before all years? I say yes. I say, if you're here till Carnival, you'll be hearing it. Yes. Madness. She said they can't do that in Germany. It's regulated after the New Year coming, 15 minutes after. That's it. You're charged if you send it off, but in Trinidad. And as the officer said to me, they bought their fireworks, their scratch bombs, whatever, to last maybe till Carnival. So in other words, we have to live with it till Carnival. Whenever they feel to send off their thing, they send it off. The latest now is this lantern, this Chinese lantern. Lord Jesus, I don't know how that reached here. And eight houses were burned in East Dry River. And like the authorities waiting for more homes to be burned for them to put things in place. But Wendell, I am going to do what you say. I am withholding my vote until I see legislation is passed concerning this scratch bomb, this fireworks that could go off any hour, any time. Madness. Because, let me tell you, all during the day, so it can't be fireworks. All during the day, you're hearing this explosion. What is going on? Nah, man. So, 
That's my contribution this morning. Enough is enough. A guy say he going to form, have some petition, I can't wait. I say, come with it like Stalin and I'll sign it. You all have a blessed day if you can. Bye. Thank you, Dago. Or Diamond Vale, I should say. Good morning, caller. Hi, good morning, guys. Happy New Year to you all. All the best to you, my friend. Uh, unfortunately, I want to comment on yesterday's interview with Mr. Marvin Gonzalez. Uh-huh. The Well, two things. First of all, the minister said there were 43 applications in hand for conversion to solar or to install solar. And he hoped to have it all applications reviewed and executed by the end of the year. Yes, he said, people should be applying. So how people say, you are 43, you can't, you're the whole year you're saying you need to take the review, them and I said, yet you want people to still add to that value. I don't understand that conversation at all. But more importantly, when you were talking about the RIT rate increases, he was suggesting, postulating, that at a certain level, level the increase is 16%. But at a higher level of usage, i.e. people who have air-conditioned bedrooms, pool and things, what was mentioned, it's 30%. It is that they're trying to permissively coerce people into not wasting electricity or, uh, or punishing people because they have money to buy AC units, or is it that they're trying to culture behavior of not wasting? And if that is the case, so you're telling me the person with one pan, one microwave, one fridge, no waste electricity. It makes, the logic has no sense to what they're doing, but they're scared um, increase. Yeah, no I, I, think, I think that's where the RIC is going to get a lot of objections mm-hmm. because the objections are going to start shortly. And you can send in your written objections. If you check the RIC site, you can send it via email. Um, But I think a lot of the objections are going to come between that broad range of between 15 to 64%, which seems incredulous. And it seems as if they're intentionally penalizing people who are in a higher range, rather than it being equitable that, okay, the electricity roads are going up by 15% or 20% across the board. board. So so everybody's going to buy 20%. So you know that if I use so much, it's equitable. But the yes, way they because, have it structured, it seems as if they're intentionally penalizing you if yes, you're in a higher okay. bracket. Beyond yes, the 20%, yes. they're actually increasing the percentile yes, depending on your, your water usage, which seems Richard, a little unfair. Which seems yes, a little unfair actually, and a little incredulous. Yes, it was actually conveyed, yes, we are penalizing those who are higher. But yeah. which, which, which I don't think should be, the, should be the issue of a yes. public utility. If you're raising rates, let it be a percentile rate that, okay, wattages have moved up from 5%. I just just speaking in layman terms. If a watt is $0.10, it's it's -hmm. now moving up to $0.25. So good. And that's it. And that's it. That's it, yes. Yeah, because with now culture, our culture, yeah, you know, like people brushing their teeth, they leave the pipe on. People mm-hmm. come out the room, the fan on, the light on, the TV on, and nobody in the room. I I know we have a culture that we waste. But if I, let me say I'm doing a thousand BTUs a month. 
and I consciously try to cut it down, and I reach down the eight hundred. I'm still going to be penalized because although I have adjusted my behavior in wastage, because the rain says I have to pay fifty percent. Yes, because you're above a certain <laughs> before you're yes. because you're above a certain kilowatt. Right. It's, it's I mean, crazy I'm, to me. It's crazy from a layman's point of view. Saying why would you have and look at the range? It's fifteen to sixty-four percent. Fifteen and then thirty. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's fifteen to sixty-four percent. It's like yeah, fifteen I, I, to sixty-four. It's look, crazy. I, I know, somebody come up with this thing, right? Well, you administer agreed that you come on a, a national radio and talk that that can hit you like hey, this is discrimination. Something is wrong. I can't understand that. Anyhow. Thanks for the point. I couldn't get in yesterday, so I'll get it. Thanks All right. Not a problem, pal. All the best here. 222 And of course, toll free North Americans, 866 1099 We are taking some of your calls. And yeah. I think that point is something that Wendell was trying to raise yesterday. When he was speaking to the minister, he raised it and saying, Why would you be increasing the ranges? Rather than just saying it's a it's a percentile increase, um, wattages are just moving up from this price to this price. So the more you use, the more you pay. Rather than particularly actually sending up the percentile of increase, the more you use. Well, whatever range you in, and and that caller brought a, a good example. Let's saying you you may have reduced it, but you're still in the range, so you might be still in the range of sixty four percent increase, even though you have reduced your usage. Mm-hmm. It's it's a strange, funny range system that they have. Rather than knowing that my electricity rate is so much, um, per per kilowatt, mm-hmm. and 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 what you have, I know in I know in countries abroad, electricity rates drop, um, like in the night time from between eleven p.m. and maybe five a.m. Your your rates drop. So that's where some people will will try to do their washing and stuff between those hours. You know, you have those kinds of things. There was nothing like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how how things are determined here. And and it, it, I understand that TN Tech may figure that they need um, they need the funds and 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 of course, as I say, they like to lord it over us that you have the cheapest rates. Because of natural gas and oil, and I make no apologies for that. We deserved it. Because at least we get something out of having the natural gas and oil. Good morning. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Morning. I I just wanted to offer a few comments on the presidential selection and the process. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that from listening to Dr. Rowley uh, in the press conference... His um, response reflected the difference between um, Mr. Reginald Amor as the Attorney General and Mr. Faris Alwari. Not that that anyone is, is is more competent than the other, but in terms of how Dr. Rowley articulated the historical and the legal perspectives in respect of the selection of a president. And even though I have a copy of the Constitution home, I, I appreciated the fact that it was um, he articulated it in in a way that a layman could see all the different hypocrisies and the nuances in respect to the selection. 
I think from my perspective, what it highlighted was the fact that um, constitutions are really living documents. I knew that already. And that they evolve continuously, even without statutory interventions. Because constitutions, um, by nature, operate alongside with conventions that, while not statutory, are expected to and anticipated would be applied in the process. Now, in terms of the selection of the president, ideally, the consultation between the opposition and the government is meant to come up with a candidate who um, would reflect a sort of unanimity. And the fact that the vote is a vote that that is um, um, unan- uh, is, is um, private, right? Um, that makes it even more intriguing. Now, the thing is this. Since that convention no longer applies or does not apply in our political landscape, then we are bound by the statutory arrangements. And the fact that the Constitution facilitates the resignation of a member of parliament to assume that position, which is something I overlook because in, in my evaluation, I always look at the process in terms of the outcome and not the sideshow in terms of a resignation of a nominee, you know. But the, the mere fact that that is there, I think, strengthens the Prime Minister's position based on the ho- historical application of the Constitution in respect of the selection of our president. So I think that um, overall, I think he's on good ground. Um, more than that, um, in the past, we have not been sealed by the process substantially. You might have a little issue here or there, but generally our presidents have um, fulfilled their remit um, reasonably, and where problems arise, we could go to the court and try certain things at least uh, if, if not legally bind them, make them, show them a particular direction that might be an alternative, you know. But at the end of the day, um, I think going forward, what is necessary for all the people, the columnists, the lawyers, the politicians who advocate for um, constitutional reform or amendments, they need to come to some consensus on, on what they think should be changed. And finally, from my perspective, any change that comes across over time, to me, should always um, try to ensure that the president, even if the, the post appears to be ceremonial, reflects a certain degree of um, ethics and integrity and character in terms of the nominees who are put forward so that when we are represented on the international level, we don't have people who might be more politically tainted than we might require. And those, that is the danger of electing a president as an executive president. I don't have a problem with having an, a, a, a quote-unquote ceremonial person, even with, with some more authority, and having a prime minister handling the day-to-day government business. Have a good day, gentlemen. Just a view. All right. Thank you, caller. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, yeah. Hey, well, morning, people. Morning. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, um, I know the, um, you talk about the pan and the, you know, the monetization of pan. And I think that there are some things, there are certain things in culture that you just can't monetize. But what you can do is uh, find some way for them to be, um, hold their own. And I know, like, because the orchestra is just too large and they're just too big. The speed, um, the speed of an orchestra is such a large organism to maintain on its own in the whole economy in this small island state and stuff. I, I just don't see it even scratching the surface on standing up on itself independently. But there, I think there are things that could happen within the movement cooperatively in the sense of how do you organize within the community and within the, the steel band thing and the membership and how you fund and you raise your funds and stuff like that. You know, because um, the opera and the classical movement and the classical orchestras of the of um, Europe and things, that's how they operate. They operate on a patronage kind of system and a kind of community. Some of them, even the smaller ones, in smaller tongues operate on a, a tongue basis where their contributions and how we do that in the pan movement instead of just waiting for the handout thing which is a historical thing is thing now um, because at one time pan people didn't get money they used to come to it and then they started giving salaries now they're asking for a raise and pay that wasn't something before. It was a cooperative community thing that people put together. And yeah, within, and I know over the time, the companies have been trying, and uh, Catelli has formed into a cooperative, and certain pans, and then are trying to utilize the panyard in different ways to raise funds. But at the end of the day, <clears throat> they can't sustain themselves. What we have to do is work out the accounts and, and what kind of way for them to sustain themselves. And I think that's just, I just wanted to throw that out. But the other one with the um, president, I find that interesting. I think two sides have a point. And I, I think you have to sway to one side when if somebody is compromised from a political point of view or partisan point of view and somebody feels aggrieved, the other party should listen to them because... It is an aggrieved, and if it's a justified aggrievance, you should listen. You just can't just ignore one sector of the, the society just because you have a legal right and something. Because there's an ethical right. There's ethical thing. And just on the fact of I'm listening and I'm hearing you being aggrieved and justified because we, they, they, rant, they, they, they read out something, you have to listen and say, okay, I hear you. And maybe this could be another choice and stuff and thing and, and you go through it, but you just can't just stick your foot in the sand and say, because I have a legal right. And that, I think that is the reason why we have this contestation yeah. between human beings. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, later. thank you. All the best. Yeah. Uh, good morning. Contestation between human beings. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. Um, I'm up with the current events here now with Christine Kangaloo and so on. And my position is while the Prime Minister has clear opportunity to nominate her and have the party follow the whip and get the others to go, go along with it and she become president, um, I 
And there's no legal barrier to that. The question on my mind is, having gone to the east and gone to the west and gone to the north and gone to the south, is that the best person, given all of the parameters that you want to consider, that you could find? Now, uh, she's a legal person and so on. She has parliamentary experience. She's in those circles uh, where it will become, where that will be relevant. You know, that, that has some value to it. But she's extremely controversial in the vein of um, the opposition being very peeved about the way she has made her rulings and so on. And also in the law house, we have the same kind of thing. Very very antagonistic relationships there. And uh, in this um, situation where the Prime Minister himself, you know, has a certain approach to dealing with, with dissonance, uh, you wonder if he just chose someone who will create more chaos than, than peace and quiet, which is what you would really want from your president in the few things that they can do on their own. People are wondering aloud, well, I am, if the list of independent senators would be drawn up at Bali's House, and if all the various service commissions, those lists, you know, the prime minister and this list business, if he doesn't like the list, he come up and tell you, change that, I don't like that. So what is the reason why he would expose himself to these questions and, and, and these, um, you know, suspicions? when he could have easily done uh, away with that by choosing somebody who would not give him that controversy. It seems to me that he's willing to pay the price to have somebody who will accede to his demands. Of, I, uh, bring, I will give you a list of independent senators. I will give you this... Uh, Service Commission, I will give you this, I will give you your Police Service Commission, I will give you this, you know. Um, and, and that is stoking the fires of fear in the hearts of a lot of people. Even CNN people are not comfortable with this, you know, because they want to have that little check, those checks and balances that have been in, put in the Constitution with a, prime, with a president of some impartiality. But here they're saying, well, you know, this is too close. This is too close to the prime minister. We don't want it. We, we don't want to have to be watching this thing daily. We, we were, you know, kind of expecting that the system has someone in place. So um, I have I grave suspicions as to the value of this Christine Kangaloo. I really don't see why, having gone to the east and the west and the north and the south, best person out of all that would have made themselves available was Christine Gangaloo. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Good. Good morning. Hello? Yeah, morning, Mr. Patrick. Go ahead. Hey, morning, morning. How are you going again? Morning. Good, good, um, good. Yes, then I was listening to the minister. <coughs> and the minister was talking about the DGC building and things. Um, 
I think I know sometime in the States, I believe these buildings have what they call the superstar building. Help you have maintenance fee. On every train that if you just pay a maintenance fee for them buildings and anything. So when they have an issue, it's an organization you were saying, they organize themselves and have a manager and a super and have a maintenance fee. So when anything happens to the building, they don't have to be calling nobody. They could maintain the building right there. Water, lights, plumbing, whatever. I don't know if that's going on in that. No clue. I know in some buildings, I don't know about HTC. Yeah, because, I mean, they say, if you in a building, I mean, people have to get together. Like, I thought them, um, the gated communities, like where I live in here, right? Millennium Park, Sunrise Park, all in the back there. They have a maintenance fee. Yeah, sir? And they do things for the residents in the area. Nice? If it's your individual place, well, you have to maintain your own place. But I wonder when ADC give out property. If they don't continue to maintain that for the rest of their life. you asking a question I can't answer for you. Well, somebody had to answer that. Yeah. Because the minister says, he believes them have to maintain the building too. Don't call WASA all the time. HDC had to let people maintain the building after a certain time by picking up funds for maintenance. All right. All right. Thanks, Mr. Patrick. All the best here. Have a good one. 222-8255-612-8255 and toll-free North Americans, 866-525-1099. All right. Taking some of your calls and your hits. Uh, 14 minutes before the hour of 9 o'clock. Thank you so much for joining us. Of course, tomorrow, um, Wendell will join us. Wendell is on Mondays, Wednesdays, and uh, Fridays. Right? You will take some of your calls and your hits on our mobile app. And just a reminder, um, on our morning pool... Right, you go to our app and on our website to vote. We ask you, do you support the opposition's choice of Israel Khan as a nominee for president of Trinidad and Tobago? Good morning, caller. Hi, good morning, Steve. Morning. Good morning, Paul. And uh, Dr. Paul, I like to see Dr. Paul, of course. Give me a hand with his name. Yeah, yeah. And good morning. Wherever you are, Wendell. Morning. <laughs> now, um, you know, I have a problem with this. With, with same thing with this president. The, okay, some I was saying an argument that um, Dr. Rowley came yesterday in this um, news conference to say what is what is everybody knows that it is in the Constitution. But I don't mm-hmm. think so. You know, I thought I thought his he came there to tell people, well, look. Even though it is in the Constitution, it is allowed, but some people are making out to be like, like how we read Mark, especially too, because I heard read Mark on Sunday, making it feel as though what he is doing is a travesty, and it is ruining our democracy and all these things, mm-hmm. which is not true, really. So as, as a custom, read Mark like to misinform people, and if people hear read Mark say that, they will tend to believe it if they don't read it for themselves, right? So... When you say something like that, he, of course, had to defend his candidate. I personally would have, if I was Christian Kanglu, I would have declined because I know this will happen. Even though it is, you could, you could be the president, 
handicap is this that the other i would have declined that position because you know there will be no end of worry when it comes to the UNC. don't care what she does she do good she do bad it will be the same thing so i think it's time what we're supposed to be talking about is constitutional reform and i think in the media they should start that topic because when the media brings up a topic it gets you know it will put people to start talking about it and let us see both sides of the divide because you have to have a majority and not three fifths or something like that in order for you to pass that new constitution have discussions you know talk about it so right now i think what we interact with people are supposed to be talking about is having constitutional reform because i personally will not vote in no election again if there is no constitutional reform because times change thank you all all right thank you all right thank you Cola. I don't know how interested the People's National Movement is in constitutional reform. I can't remember them ever having discussed it very um, in in an aggressive manner in terms of the whole issue that the Constitution needs reform. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know the People's Partnership had talked about it and they had sessions concerning it, um, but it, it, for all intents and purposes, went nowhere, even though there were several sessions... Um, and some of them are a little controversial. I remember one of them being um, some people asking for God to be removed from the Constitution, the preamble, um, in God we trust, or whatever the preamble says with God. Mm-hmm. People asking for it to be removed, that, that the, the Constitution should be a-religious, meaning that there should be no religious connotation at all. Um, and I know that caused some controversy because you have so many people of faith in the country. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. But, I, I but, think what, but one came, of the... Yeah. But, but, but the point is, there was there were sessions about constitutional reform. But I'm, but I'm not... I'm not... I don't know if you could correct me, Paul. I, am, I, I can't remember the People's National Movement. I'm not talking about Dr. Rowley, per se. I don't know as, if as a party they see constitutional reform as being important. Well, I think the, the last major reform of the constitution... In the context we're talking about, because the, the constitution is being reformed every time a bill is passed and, and amended, eh? people don't realize that. But we're talking about significant constitutional reform in the way we do things, right? Yeah. So, was 1976 when we changed the Republican Constitution? Past that, I don't think there has been any really significant constitu- constitutional reform. I think w- one of the problems is that there are so there's so much discussion on reform of so many attributes of the constitution that we don't know where to start. I think one of the issues, one of the wasted opportunities that we don't pursue in Trinidad and Tobago is when we have national elections, what we should do on the ballot is put an opportunity for people to say, do you want, would you be in favor of an executive president? Would you want this part of the constitution changed? And and be very pointed about it so that you get a sense of what the, it's almost like a referendum in the elections and you get a sense of where the population's head is on significant constitutional issues because the constitution is wide and varied eh? you know that richard and saying constitutional reform is so open and nebulous that we don't even have consensus on what aspect of the constitution we want reform so when we say for example in this instance we're talking about the presidency and what we want the presidency to look like 
to me, that should be the subject of a, a national referendum, maybe in elections, maybe out of elections, as to what kind of reform we want the, the presidency to to, be, to 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 reflect. And we don't have that. So it, in the absence of a referendum, which is uh, more data-driven in terms of what you want the population, what, what the population says, it will be caught in the in the in the, in the mire of political lenses. You do have a you do have a, a, a you do have data driven a data driven approach and and it's all well I feel this or you feel that sometimes very often or very often uh, looked at between uh, through through political lenses and in the absence of that national uh, inquiry or or referendum we will be caught in this because the constitution is so vast and buried and so many different issues that need evolution and amendment that we don't know where we're starting from or what specifically we want to amend well i suppose, I suppose which is why you would have consultations it would have to be an exercise in terms of consultation if, and... even the consultations don't fit the bill for many people richard it's like it's like um the 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 where's what the term escapes me now for some reason proportional representation as well, opposed PNM, to post, well, PNM, post. But PNM has already indicated that they are not for proportional. Yeah, but they could control. say that. But if you ask a question of the population, the population says that's what we want. How can you go against that? You understand? But they're not trying to make a context very easily. Yeah, you can go against it, but then you'll be going and, and everybody likes to jump up. The will of the people is the will of God. You so if that, you have in, in the referendum, that, 60% or 70% saying they want proportional representation how can you why why would you go against that? how can you go against that because that's what the people say they want unless you want to keep continue in in that instance i'm saying in this instance foisting your will upon the people as opposed to what the people want where the society is evolving toward and that's why those those referenda are important because in the absence of them you really don't know on a mass scale what you want the country to look like moving forward. We have one referendum. Forget local government. The participation is so poor that I don't tell you nothing. You have national elections where you can you have an opportunity to field certain questions of the population. Which is what evolving jurisdictions do. You get a sense of what the population thinks of really important issues moving forward. And, and how hurtful could that be? And the ballot you have um proportional representation, yes or no. Executive president, yes or no. XY, yes or no. You understand? Abortion laws to change, yes or no. The, the controversial issues. And see what people think. Why is that so scary for, for politicians? Hmm. So you have 60% of the population or 65% voting in the election and you don't want to find how they think as an opportunity on major issues that affects yeah. us all moving forward? No, that, that don't make no sense to me. You need to find what people think are mass about certain issues so you get a sense of how the country wants to move forward. Because we are, we are much evolved um, society in terms of education and, and training. So what we can think about what we want to do as a, as a population and not just depending on 
who hold press conference when I hold one now, you hold one tomorrow, I hold one this morning, you hold one this afternoon. And it, it's all coming through, it's all perceived through political lenses. And make no sense. Yeah. All right. If it's one time we know population say who they want to, to, to govern them is election, why not use that opportunity to find out how they think about other things, important things? Hi, gentlemen. Let's wrap it up for this Tuesday. All right. So, Trinidad and Tobago, have a fantastic day, whatever you do today. And, of course, our listeners, wherever you are on the planet, also, you have a fantastic day, too. And remember to smile and laugh. It's great for your health. Speak to you bright and early tomorrow morning, which will be Wednesday, mm-hmm. midweek. Hump day. Richard Lagrabasing for president. There you go. Mm-hmm. We're in trouble now. <laughs> That'll be our poll tomorrow. Have a great day, be safe. I would like Richard for a president, quite frankly. He'll be a good president. I think he'd make a good president. Yeah. I think he'd make a, I think he'd make a very... Would you accept the nomination, Hagabasin? Keep going, yes. Fly out there, boy. All right. Have a good one, Paul. See you in a bit. Yep. Yeah. All righty. Folks, keep it locked on. Of course, uh, DJ Computer is up next. Charlo will be back in tomorrow uh, after his long vacation. But let me let you know that Furniture Plus has a new, uh, new year mattress sale for you. Get queen mattresses for just $899 and certain pillows starting from just $80. Also, save hundreds on Sealy and certain mattresses. While stocks last, check price on social media for detail. It's all happening at Furniture Plus. All right, folks, so keep it locked on. As I always say before I go, please adopt, please donate to the various animal shelters throughout Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah, do that. And uh, you lost your pet? Just keep, um, or you found a pet? Just keep putting it up on, on Facebook. Everybody goes there and look for it. There's a white small breed dog lost in St. Augustine. You can check it out on the Pets of Butler's Facebook page and keep an eye out for sure, all right? Because they're certainly looking for their um, for their dog. All right, and of course, Doctor Tamian Gooding will be in on Thursday. He's our veterinarian. If you want to bring your fur baby across for him to check out or vaccines or whatever, you can call six ten eight seven two five or WhatsApp seven ten eight seven two five. All right, uh, the pet butler, of course, uh, pet butler is located on Harris Street, number one Harris Street. Just off the southern main road, you don't know which one is Harris. It is the one opposite Farm Road. You know that road that takes you from the eastern main road by Wasa to the southern main road in Kirap? Yeah, that's Farm Road. Just come straight across and we're right there on the left-hand side. All right. Have a good day, folks. We'll chat with you guys bright and early come tomorrow morning. All right. Thank you for choosing Power 102 Digital. Listen every weekday for our live show starting at 6 a.m. Remember, like, share, and subscribe. Power 102 Digital.